You know, a while ago when I was trying to lose weight again, I got a lecture about drinking water. My sister, a dietitian, claims that a high percentage of the population is walking the earth dehydrated, including me, which causes me weight gain and other problems or something like that. Anticipating a longer lecture, I conceded, all right, how much water do I need to drink? And she guided me to websites that included hydration calculators that considered details such as height, weight, activity level, stress, and so on to help you determine how much you needed to drink. Actually, I tried several websites, and one claimed that I needed to be drinking 1.6 gallons a day. Okay, I thought, that's perfect. I'll just move my office into the bathroom. No matter, all of these websites confirm that water is, more, is so important for healthy living, vital for healthy living. And this weekend when we study these scripture readings and we consider the scrutinies of our RCIA process, we wonder if we long and need Jesus as much as we need water. In our first reading today, we share in the story of water and how the thirsty the Israelites were in the desert on their way to the promised land. The Jews left slavery in Egypt with a great future ahead of them. Everything was bright. They trusted Moses and his leadership and that God was finally freeing them from bondage. And that lasted for about five minutes. For like all earthly journeys, challenges started to set in. For example, today in the first reading chronicles how they were tormented by thirst, feeling dehydrated. They also started to feel rejected by God. They started complaining. But as the story goes, despite their lack of trust, God intervened, asking Moses to strike the rock with his staff, and fresh water flowed from the rock for the Israelites to drink. Perhaps he was trying to connect again that thirst with their thirst for him. You know, just last Sunday, we were inspired by the story of the Transfiguration when Jesus on the top of Mount Tabor, became dazzling white, an episode in Jesus' life that points to his resurrection after his suffering and death. And in the process, the transfiguration encourages us to focus on heaven by seeing our circumstances supernaturally, that God is at work amidst the challenges and difficulties and crosses that confront us on our journey through life. But as is often the case when we tire and are fatigued by the difficulties of this valley of tears, promises, even eternal ones, don't mean much to us. We want our earthly thirst satisfied, a full bank account, a full stomach, a mended marriage, a restored troubled teen, a diseased healed, and the storms of life to go away. As we consider the complaints of thirst among the sojourners in the desert, we should think also back to all that God had done in Egypt before Pharaoh allowed his chosen, the chosen people to leave. Why would we think that for a second that God, after doing all of that, would abandon them in the desert to die of thirst? Does it make sense? God wanted their trust. 
He wanted them to trust that his, for, in his plan for prosperity and freedom for them would not change, even though their present situation was less than ideal out in the desert. And at times, we also murmur because we focus on we, what we don't have or what we think we should have to get us through a day or a week, rather than focusing on God and what he has already done for us. Look again at your life, and you'll realize that God has journeyed too long with us through thick and thin to abandon us now. The Hebrews in the desert forget one fundamental point, that God had a plan for them, and he would see that plan through. And after so many blessings in your life, perhaps you forget that God has a plan for your life and that he will provide for you as well. It's easy to forget about God's amazing benevolence during moments of suffering. And the first reading is not about the he- just about the Hebrews in the desert. God knows what you really need, not what you think you need. And God knows what will best prepare you for your future and eternal life. So when things are not as you wish they should be, remember that God is with you and that God loves you and God has a plan for prosperity for you. In our gospel today, we see the interaction of Jesus and a woman who has come to the well to draw water. This woman, a Samaritan, a rejected class, came into the heat of the day so as to avoid the judging eyes of others who came when it was cooler early in the morning. She's trying to avoid everyone. She thirsted for something she never knew, a fresh and godly start in Christ Jesus. Desperate to fill the empty well of her life, she sought solutions from many places, most especially in questionable relationships with countless men that most assuredly left her broken and spiritually maimed. I mean, imagine the pain of anyone who has been married six different times. Like this woman, we all thirst for peace, to be truly happy, to be loved. The problem is many of us don't know how to arrive at that state of peace and shalom. We do a lot of stupid things and hold on to hopeless situations, hoping that we will find what will bring us peace in this world. It's all the wrong places, and in the end we end up being more miserable, more troubled. This story leads us to an important question in the scrutinies of the third Sunday of Lent. That is, what are we thirsting for? Perhaps as it pertains to our gospel today, who are you thirsting for? If in your life you cannot answer that it is Jesus, then you are like the woman at the well. And thankfully, Jesus does not leave this Samaritan woman in her suffering. He calls out to her as he calls out to us. If you knew the gift of God who was saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Do you know the gift of God and what what it is for you? For it is far richer and satisfying And whatever step he's asking you to take or whatever sacrifice he's asking you to make, 
if only we have the faith enough to do as he says. God had a plan for the Israelites even when they complained and grumbled in the desert. He equally has a plan for this woman of Samaria. And through Jesus' plan, he leads her to himself. Instead of the polluted water of her plans, Jesus offers himself the fresh and satisfying water that she truly needed. You know, at the end of the story, notice how the woman leaves her bucket behind at the well. Why? Because she's been giving life-giving water. A thirsty soul was satisfied. And at the end of the story, that once alienated sinful woman becomes an evangelist at the heart of a believing community, leading people to Christ. I'm happy to tell you that regardless of your thirst, your troubles, your fears, your anxieties, God has a prosperous plan for you. Your situation and your story can equally change if you act with courage and obedience to the will of God. That Anything in your way of a relationship with God needs to be removed, which is what the scrutinies are all about. So our message today is let us allow God to satisfy our thirst.